Hi, this is Amber, and this podcast is focused on creativity. And uh, a question that I get asked quite a lot in the healing sessions and um, also in uh, Reiki circles, as I'm lucky enough to work with a lot of really gifted creative people, is will I lose my creativity if I heal myself? Um, or you know, do I have to be in pain to create really good work? And if I'm really happy, am I still going to be able to create? Because I get a lot of my impulses or my inspiration from the things that have happened to me in my past. And so it's, I think it's a common question among artists of any um, caliber and of any field, is that what is it that drives us to create? And um, if if we if we get to a place where we don't have that drive anymore because we don't have those stories to tell anymore, the more we lose our creativity. So as some of you might know, I initially I trained in law and then I trained as an actress and then I worked in the industry um, for some time. And a lot of my work, and you know, I write and I um, write poetry and uh, a, lo- a lot of my work in my early teens and in my early 20s was fueled by pain in my life was fueled by the things that I didn't have any other way to express and so it came out in my acting work and it came out in my writing and it was a real release for me and I think that's not unusual to me I think that's the case for a lot of um, artists is that they take their pain and they transform it into something that is in entertaining or informative um, or trans or transformative for others, and so there is something deeply transformative about, you know, going to see a play, or see a film, or read a, a book, or a, um, listen to a song, where we really feel as if the artist is speaking to our pain, and through that there is a kind of catharsis. I'm sure we've all cried listening to songs, or watching a film, or watching a piece of theatre, or a piece of dance, because we feel so moved by what's being shown to us, that in a sense it's a reflection of our own pain, or the pains that we've been through, or the experiences that we've had. And there's a beautiful thing that happens is as we go through that experience, led by that artist, we start to realize that we're not alone in the world, that the things that we thought were our own secrets or our own shameful pasts are actually not. They're, they're badges of um, survival that others wear too. Um, and so it creates a sense of community. You often see in television programs or soap operas, um, at the end there'll be an announcement that says, if you've experienced any of the issues in today's program, please call this number. And it's I don't think that's a kind of a waste of time that they do that or, or something that's that's um, that's just done to be PC. There's a, a real truth in that for many people watching storylines on soap operas or, you know, reading a piece of fiction will trigger them to remember things that have happened to them. For some people watching storylines around abuse, say, or rape or eating disorders or... Um, or substance abuse or addictions in some way, they may not even realize the things that happened to them were necessarily um, inappropriate and all the things that they've been experiencing are not healthy until they sort of see it shown to them um, in a storyline through other characters and they start to identify with with these characters or that person was in pain or that person felt vulnerable or that person felt that they didn't have any control. So it can be a really healing experience for people. And I think that that at its core is the sacredness of creativity. Creativity is an incredibly sacred expression of um of who we are and it is it is it's 
purpose is to enlighten and to inform and to bring healing and to challenge. Um, and in ancient times, you know, the use of theatre, the use of community coming together to sit around a fire and hear a story, to tell stories, to act out stories, was so we could better understand who we are, where we come from, where we want to go, so we could bring healing to the community and to each other. And over the years, this has grown and expanded and expanded. So I think that at its kernel, at its kind of core, there is a real reason that artists are compelled to create and draw on what they know, which could well be painful experiences, because that gives us a kind of a well to draw upon. I think where it starts to get tricky is that what's happened, as with anything, you know, we even if we look at the healing, what's now become an industry or this or the new age marketplace, as it's aptly called, in fact, is that these things grow and grow and grow, and then they take on a life of their own and somehow lose um, the truth of their essence. So storytelling was about you know man coming together to bring light into a community to change things to inspire to heal to better understand to appease and heal the ancestors to you know to bring community together and these days for so many artists creativity can become about uh, money and fame and fortune and competition um, and uh, judging ourselves in comparison to other people and finding ourselves wanting and so what can happen and we start to see it happen is that there becomes this all-consuming need to keep creating at a certain level and so in a sense that pain needs to keep being fueled if that that was what we were drawing upon in order to create so whereas before someone an artist may have created you know communities may have come together and put a put a community play on or told stories maybe once a week but not everyone had to be the shining light in that maybe you know for that week it was one person and then the following week it was someone else and there was a real kind of sharing of that honor of the passing of the torch around or passing of the talking stick around maybe communities came together you know once every six months and and created a a real piece of theater or um Maybe someone wrote, uh, felt they were lucky if they wrote a book in their lifetime, or felt they were lucky if they if they managed to create one song that was appreciated by their community. And so, as we was as we've grown as a society, and it's become more accessible for for our work to reach more people. You know, if you think about it, in ancient times, if you had a song that you wanted to share, you shared it with your community, and that one song, for example you may have been top of the charts for your community but you weren't really competing against that many people you've just competing against maybe the other songwriter in your village or your community but how community works is that everyone has a role and those roles are shared so no one stays stuck in one role necessarily and so the the mantle is always passed on now if you think about communication and you think about the positive effects of communication is that you know now our work is able to reach not only those in our community but those outside of our community we're now competing with those from other communities other villages other parts of the world and then you think about where we're at now as a community and the fact that you know with the internet and with youtube and with the accessibility um, of technology our work is able to reach millions of people in a matter of seconds and therefore we are competing with millions of others for our work for for kudos for recognition for uh, fame or fortune for want of better terms 
and there wasn't this much pressure to do that uh, centuries ago. You know, I, I mean, going back to the, the the original template of sacred storytelling. So going back to man around a fire wanting to tell stories, and that's what what it was born out of. And even later on, you know, even when we if we look at the heyday of I don't know, like uh, Hollywood in the 60s or the 50s, we had a small group of stars and there was a studio system, um, but there was kind of an, there was an elite that did that work. You know, there was an elite that, that were at the top of their game that, that were film stars, and then you had your music stars, and then you had, you know, your other stars. But we think, if we think about it now, um, there were so many different mediums in which to shine you know not only is there film but there's also television there's radio um there's theater uh there's improvisation there's looking at it in terms of acting if you look at it with with music there's so many different genres of music and different kinds of music that one can shine in and that's a wonderful thing but it also creates a level of anxiety with us within us as creators if we think back to a time when there was no television and people just congregated around to, to watch a film, or there were no cinemas and people just went to the theatre, there was much less pressure for those performers because they weren't competing against uh, the whole world and other performers across the world. They were simply performing to those within their own country, within their own community. So the way, the way we are now creates a lot of pressure on an artist. And whereas in, you know, time way back it was all right to draw on your pain i mean not necessarily great because we look at, at some wonderful actors and performers and artists who drew on their pain and then ended up either living very miserable lives or taking their own lives because it was just too much to be dredging this up again and again but we see that it it happened and it kind of had a lifespan that they drew on their pain and then either it became too much for them um, and they took their own lives or something shifted and they were no longer in that space to keep drawing from their pain. But we see now that there is far more pressure on artists to create and to create good work and to create accessible work and to create work that's going to make you well known. We seem to live in a society where we have an expectation that it's not enough just to create for the sake of creating. You have to be creating something that's wonderful and that everyone's going to appreciate that you'll get paid for or that you'll get recognition for, where actually the beauty of creativity and the healing around creativity is that we create because it makes us happy. You can draw a, paint, draw a picture or paint a painting or dance or sing, but you don't have to be the most incredible singer in the world or the next Picasso or the next Rembrandt. You just have to enjoy what you do. And if you enjoy what you do and it brings joy to you, it will bring joy to others. Um, and we seem to have lost that around creativity as well, that we need to constantly be meeting certain standards, that we need to be the next whoever. And, and we see that in our media, that singers are called the next so-and-so, actors are called the next so-and-so. We're not allowed to be who we are in our own right or to create something that's not been done before, in a sense. We're constantly looking for a repetition of the past, but for it to be enhanced in some way. And I really don't know where that's taking us in terms of our expectations of perfection and of delivery. So this does put a lot of pressure on artists to keep con continually producing. And I feel that if you are an artist in this field and you feel the need to produce, it does beg the question, you know, what if your work has been fueled by experiences of your past that were painful and now, you know, you've kind of worked through them 
or you they're not resonating on the same level for you how are you going to keep producing work now to meet the demand of for more or for you to compete with others or for you to reach the next level in your career or fame or fortune or whatever does this mean that you have to keep prodding those wounds and keep hurting yourself in order to keep creating work I really don't believe that's the case and I think that we can see enough these days where people are losing themselves, drowning in addictions and abuse of some form, taking their lives early, um, hurting themselves, acting out, playing out, living chaotic lives because there's so much pressure on them to be something that isn't their truth, whereas when they started out they were just creating for the sake of it because it gave them joy and they really weren't looking for... um, for all the other stuff that came or they thought they wanted it but when it came they didn't realize at the cost at which it would come so I think we can look around and see enough examples of how creating from pain ultimately doesn't seem to lead to a very happy fulfilled way of living one's life that we then get caught up in a kind of spiral of needing to be in pain to create and if we're not creating we're in pain so we're constantly you know battling between the two things And it means that we need to stay in a kind of low-level place of apathy or pain or depression or sadness or grief in order to create. You know, sometimes we'll have triggers in our life. I know that, you know, often they say for actors that you'll have uh, things that you recall from your past so you can bring that to a character if you need to feel something. So if you need to cry, you need to have a quick checklist of things that you can think about that are going to make you cry. But then this means every time you need to cry, you're having to reactivate those wounds in you. You know, you're having to revisit those stories. And the more we, more we revisit something, the more we make it real again. It's like we step back into that dream and we relive it. And then it leaves a residue on us. And surely that can't be healthy. And I really don't believe that is healthy. So often my answer when I'm asked this question is quite long. Because there isn't a kind of, there isn't a sort of a, a quick sound bite to it. I think the questions to ask oneself as an artist is why do you create What do you hope to achieve by the things that you create? What's the end goal, if there is one? What do you draw upon to create? And what do you feel that you're here to say through your creativity? Now, perhaps you are here to show people that they're not alone by, you know, showing them the painful things that have happened in your life um, uh, unite us all. Maybe you're here to inspire people and to show them that there's another way to be. And so what you're presenting to them are alternative realities that we may be able to exist in. Maybe you're commenting on society. So if there's a a conflict in the world or something happens in our political history, you feel that then it needs to be expressed creatively so as many people as possible can can start to, to get a better idea of what's going on because we don't often have an awareness of what's going on in many different parts of the world, even though we live in this society in this world of such super technology so those are important questions to ask yourself and to ask yourself if all your sadness or your grief or your pain or your angst went away tomorrow and you were left with just a great sense of peace and well-being would you still want to create and if so what would you want to create and I think that's a really big question for creatives who are on a healing journey so I often meet as clients very creative people who are hit hit blocks in their creativity and all the stuff that used to work for them in order to produce a creative piece of work is no longer working they've hit writer's block they can't write that song they can't go on stage anymore you know whatever it is and so they decide to to go for some healing because you know something doesn't feel right they don't feel in alignment with their truth with their voice and then what often comes out is that 
there were all these things in their life that they were drawing upon to create and now it's just become too difficult it's like it's become too sticky it's become like a molasses that they're kind of moving around in and nothing's shifting and nothing's moving and what often happens is what if we agree to work together and we start the work is that as things start to clear a level of resistance comes up and there's a fear that if I clear all this stuff am I still going to be able to create and and if I if I lose that if I lose something that gives me my edge what will be my place in the world and honestly I really don't have an answer for that I think there is a truth to the fact that if we get to a place of contentment, possibly as artists, we can lose that edge, that dangerous edge, because we're not pushing ourselves in the same way, because we don't have this incessant drive to get this stuff out of us, to purge, in a sense. So if our creativity is a sense of purging, we're constantly going to look, we're constantly going to be looking to purge. And we'll keep doing that until we feel that we've cleared ourselves of this thing. The thing often with creativity is that we never really clear ourselves of it because we we purge it and it's out there and it gets recognition and we go, oh, that's great. I need more of that. I should be creating more of that. Oh, I must tap into more of that pain. And oh, I don't have enough of that in my life. Well, let me find more experiences that are painful so I can keep purging. And we can get caught up in that sometimes. And the fear is that if we purge and purge and purge and get to a place of relative equanimity and calm and peace, that we won't have anything to say anymore. We won't have anything to kind of put out there. And I think that's only a question you can ask for yourself because not all creative people create to purge. Some believe and feel that they are truly channeling a kind of divine source energy or a um, a God consciousness out into the world and bringing light into the world, bringing enlightenment into the world, changing perceptions, showing people the truth about other realities or other dim- dimensions or other ways of being or bringing to light issues that people would never l- look at, um, whether it's through music or art or dance. So it does come back to what was your reason for creating. I believe that our our, the, our evolution as artists, if we have started out as purgers, is to get to a place where we are channels. And what we're bringing through is the purest expression of who we are from our highest selves, or from the God consciousness, or from the universe, or the cosmos, or whatever term you want to give it. But we're really being a channel for that healing light, that that knowledge, that that light to come out into the world, so that we can touch people but we're touching people more with a sense of empowerment and healing than by brushing them with our pain. I don't think one or the other is is necessarily better because then there are merits for both. I think there are merits for 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 dredging stuff up that is coming just from our own experiences um whether positive or not so. And I think there's huge merits for just being a channel. But I think the question to ask ourselves as creatives is what do you wish to be? If you wish to be the channel, then it really means that it gives you a sense of freedom because it means you don't have to hold on to things from the past. It means you can let go of your baggage. I hear it a lot from creative people. They don't want to let go of their baggage. They don't want to forget about that ex that broke their heart or that thing that happened in their childhood or... Um, you know, that experience that they had when they were in their teens. They don't want to let it go because it's, it's, it's fuel for them. It's fuel for their writing or for their, their painting, or their dance work. It gives them their fire. It gives them their kick. It gives them their edge. 
And yet holding on to that memory, holding on to that experience in their cells, in their body, causes them pain when they're not creating. And so then, of course, we get the other thing, which is that, you know, if we're saying that we can only create when we're allowed to create, i.e. when we're told that it's good enough by others, you know, when we're allowed to be singers, when we're allowed to be actors, when we're allowed to be dancers, the rest of the time we're not actually creating. We are by ourselves. And who do we then give our creations to? You know, who do we then give our pieces of art to if 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 a um, a regimented industry is saying to certain people, well, you are worthy of creating within these parameters, and to other people it's saying you're not worthy, you're just not good enough. There are thousands of people out there that are incredibly creative that never get their moment necessarily to shine in the way that um, the more famous do. And so they feel that the opportunities to express their truth are being denied to them. Well, actually, that's not true. We can express our truth anytime, all the time. It just depends what our expectations are. If your expectation is that you're going to express your truth in a piece of writing or piece of music or piece of art in some way, and that you then want applause at the end of it or a review or a paycheck, and then when you don't get that, you feel as if you're a failure, then you're constantly going to feel disappointed by what you create and be pushing yourself to achieve things that it just may not be in your destiny to achieve because that's not how you're here to create. But if we see creating in itself as an act of healing, as an act of empowerment, then we don't really need someone else to give us applause or a review or a paycheck and say, oh, well done for that thing that you created. We simply do it because we know that it's going to impact upon someone. And everything that we create, from the thought forms to you know, the rubbish that we leave on the street to um, the buildings that we build to... Uh, the, the wars that we go to, everything that we create as human beings has an impact on others. Um, we just have to look at how we interact as humans to know that we are creating all the time. If you are sat in a crowded tube and you decide um, you get angry and you have a fight with someone, say, um, you've now created an atmosphere in that tube carriage. If you are in a restaurant and you decide to get up and burst into song, you're creating an atmosphere in that restaurant. So we're always having an impact. We're always creating. We're always creating, whether it's physically or emotionally or verbally or spiritually or energetically. We're constantly doing that. We can't help but do that. But if we feel that our creativity needs to be honoured, um, which of course it does, but if we feel it needs to be honoured by certain people or it needs to be honoured by a certain number of people, then we may well find that we set ourselves up for pain. So I think those are really important questions to ask oneself in quiet time, and that would be my suggestion for any creatives out there if you're, if you're ha having this kind of battle with yourself around your creativity is to ask those questions. I think for any creatives out there, that um, want to go on a healing path, that want to um, to look at the things in their lives that are causing them pain, and you have this fear, well, will I lose my edge, is to ask yourself, what is more important? Some people will say it's more important to sacrifice yourself for a piece of art, even if it's one piece of art, because that will be your lasting legacy to mankind. And other people say it's more important to have a joyous, loving, happy life. And I can't answer that for you. And I think as we grow and we, we age and we mature, we come to have possibly different viewpoints on that. Um, that what is the most important thing for you 
what, 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 how do you want to have lived this life, this lifetime, whether you feel that you will have another or this is your last? How do you want to be known? Do you want to be known for the person who created a great piece of something? Or do you want to be known for the love in your life or the, you know, the, the, um, the charity work you did or the family that you raised or, you know, it's for you to start to answer those questions and that will start to define your creativity. I certainly found that as I, and I certainly had a lot of people say to me, I remember directors saying to me when I started, and this was over like 12 years ago when I started on my, uh, started to explore actively healing myself, although I'd always been looking into it, but I was seeing a, a, a healer and I was, you know, really wanting to clear this stuff. I was um, in Buddhist meditation and doing a lot of yoga and, and cutting down on the things that weren't so great in my life. And I do remember a director saying to me, well, Amber, don't, you know, don't, um, don't clear too much of this stuff because it gives you your edge. It gives you that extra spark on stage. There's something about you that's quite dangerous when you're out there and people love that. And I remember hearing that and thinking, that's not true. I, you know, I'll still have my edge even when I clear all this stuff. And honestly, I think it did make me lose my edge a little bit in that way. But there are still other ways to have something about you that's different. And I know now when I go into a room or now if I do any creative work, what I bring to it is an element of light. I bring something different. Um, it may not have the same dangerous edge, and I may not have the same drive to create, but I certainly have greater peace within me, and I'm certainly not abusing my body in the way I used to in order just to be able to create. Um, and that, for me, is far more important than, than being able to kind of scorch it up on stage. But again, those are things that we can only come to have a peace around when we um, when we ask those questions of ourselves of what's most important for you. And sometimes we find that as we do the healing work on ourselves that our journey changes. So if you are a singer or a dancer or an actor or a writer, you might find that your creativity goes in another direction. Maybe you suddenly want to, you know, bake or cook or garden or sculpt I mean who knows we are infinitely creative beings there's nothing that we can't really do if we kind of put our focus on it and we limit ourselves so much so the answer to that question do we need to be in pain in order to create is 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 multi-layered because it's about what your definition is of creating what you want to create what you feel that you're here to create what you view creativity as um what your expectations are but my simple answer is absolutely not. We do not have to be in a place of pain to create. We can also create from a space of great joy and stability and contentment and peace. And there's many, many, many people who do that, um, who bring a lot of light into the world, who sometimes showcase a lot of darkness as well. But they're doing it from a place of calm and love in their own lives. Their own lives don't necessarily have to suffer in order to create. I don't believe that we are here to suffer, although we do a pretty good job of suffering because we get caught up in so many different things that are not of love. You know, we, we call we fall in love and we and we suffer, we suffer unrequited love, or we chase after someone that's not really interested in us, or we put up with behaviour that is less than loving and we call it love and we say love hurts, but love doesn't hurt. It can push us to a point which feels uncomfortable because we're having to do things we may not have done before, but it will always be for our growth and it will always feel ultimately loving. Underneath all of that would always feel loving. And the moment something starts to feel dangerous 
dangerous or as if it's not loving, as if it's kind of hateful in some ways or destructive in some ways, then I would question whether we are following a path that is in alignment with our highest selves and with divine intention and with divine love. And of course, that is a choice as well. There are many people that will say they can't create unless they're high or they've had a couple of glasses of wine or they can't create unless, um, you know, they're somehow in a darker space. And again, that's their journey and it's it's for them to 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 really res- to research to sit with the validity of that um creativity comes from a sense of connecting with something that is greater than us i believe that we wish to then share with the world whether that be light or a god consciousness or a beauty or love or joy or pain or grief or anger it's it's something that's bigger than us and we need to share it with the world because we need others to understand that there's this great thing out there it's expansive it's it has an impact on our community and we want it to have an impact on our community and so i think one of the most crucial questions we can ask ourselves as creators is what is the impact that we want to have on our community and what is the impact that we want to have on our own lives and how do we want to live our own lives and in accordance with what set of principles do we want to live our own lives i think this is a really multi-layered question and i think it's absolutely fascinating and There possibly might be a tutorial around this um, later on down the line. But if any of you are interested in diving deeper into, you know, who you are as creatives, there's a meditation on the MP3 um, section of the website, which is um, a creativity meditation, which is connecting to um, uh, a spirit guide that can assist you with your creative work. And there's also other meditations around forgiveness and inner forgiveness that might be quite useful if you're feeling a bit stuck creatively and you need to come back into alignment just to clear your channel. Um, As I say, there might be tutorials further down the line. And of course, the core wound work is always really beneficial um, for those that are feeling just stuck in in terms of what you're here to bring into the world. Uh, But it is a multi-layered question. And it's one that is worth asking because I think the more we have creatives in the world that are creating from a space of infinity and joy, whatever message they need to bring to us, then the more we raise the vibration of our collective consciousness. And that's a really important thing. And I think creativity has a role to do that. I don't think we necessarily need to be mired in the shadow anymore the way we used to. I think actually things have tilted to such degree that we are mired in that rather than being elevated I barely watch television but when I turn on my tv if I've got it on for longer than a couple of hours I start to feel ill with the stuff that is on with the stuff that's being shown to me you know the most depressing storylines in soap operas um these kind of ridiculous standards and advertising that you really can never live up to that just keep telling you that your life is empty unless you buy this thing films that are constantly there seems such a strong thread of darkness in these films whether it's about the you know the darkness in the supernatural world or murder or abuse or war or i mean do we need more films about horror do we need more films that um lower our vibration or do we need stuff that elevates us and those of you that are sensitive those of you that are energetically aware um, those of you that may have worked with me or listened to the tutorial on keeping our vibe high, 
you know, it's really important what we feed ourselves, not only in terms of food, but what we listen to and what we watch. And if we consistently are watching things that keep us in a state of fear or agitation, you know, part of the roller coaster of watching a thriller or watching a horror film is that, you know, we go on that journey and our hearts are racing or we're listening to that music and it's creating an emotion in us. But if we consistently do that, we're stuck in that emotional field. We're stuck in those thinking patterns and we're not being elevated. We're not reaching a place of more expansiveness. We're sort of narrowing the potential of who we are. So I think creativity has a huge responsibility to play, more so than we'll ever really realise because it's all around us. It's in the artwork that is everywhere. It's in advertising. It's in music. It's in our TV, you know, TV programs. It's in the newspapers. It's in the things that we don't even notice. It's in the background music in a shop that you go into or in an office or the music that you listen to when you turn your radio on first thing in the morning. It's all around us. And as artists, as creatives, there is a huge responsibility in terms of what are you going to do? Are you going to raise the vibration of our collective consciousness? Are you going to um, educate or are you going to distract and and dumb down the collective consciousness so that we're kind of fed a stale, additive-infused bland concoction that keeps us asleep and not wanting to ask those questions about a greater level of consciousness or connection. We can watch a piece of theatre or, um, I mean, it's rare that theatre does this, but, you know, we can watch a film or a television programme or, you know, read something or listen to a piece of music that makes us feel angry and insular and, and hateful towards men or women or certain aspects of of the world of society or we can watch something that makes us feel hopeful and joyful and like anything is possible and I know which I would rather be consuming Um, but again that's a question for you to ask yourself um, and to really sit with your morals uh, your kind of your inner authentic truth around why you are here and what you are here to create. But I'm aware this is quite a long podcast and I probably talked for a while, but there's just so much to say. So um, do have a look on the website. The uh, address is www.sacredspacehealing.org. That's www.sacredspacehealing.org. That's all one word. There's lots there, MP3s um, that you can instantly download, tutorials as well, and also video tutorials um, that may assist in uh, a blog page and so on. So do have a look and see if there's something there that may inspire the, the creative flow to, to keep flowing through you. And until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.